hi friends uh welcome back to the pod um i have got a fun little episode for you today um we are going to talk about my leaving the church so a little bit of background on me um i Grew up in the church, was baptized in the Assemblies of God, which is a uh, charismatic church, kind of like charismatic non-denominational is what I would describe it to people. Um, anyway, so grew up in the Assemblies of God. Um, they were there for me through some very dark times in my childhood. And so um, when I graduated high school, I think I felt like I owed them a debt. And here's the thing they made me feel like I owed them a debt. Uh, literally, my my mentor, you know, he had told me, oh, well, you know, Nicole, we've given so much to you. Like, we feel like, you know, it, you give one year back to the church or whatever. And anyway, um, so that's what I did after high school. I decided not to go to North Central University, which is where I wanted to go in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, but I went to Dickinson State University and I stayed and I helped with um, mainly the college group. And I fell in love with the college group. And uh, so I was kind of taking leadership in that group and ended up becoming the college pastor when my mentor um, suddenly had left the church. Um <sighs> And I mean, there are a lot of, there are so many times now that I'm like, mm, I realize how damaging the patriarchy and the misogyny in the church is um, because I didn't feel like I could speak up for myself. And so I stayed in that place for a lot longer than I should. Um, I finally was essentially completely burnt out. And I came down to Texas to go to school and kind of got more indoctrinated and, um, Jesus stuff at Christ for the nation's Institute. Um, since then the executive director who I used to respect this man so much. And then, and then I saw him on stage praying for Mike Lindell, the my pillow guy that is spouting all of these theories about the 2020 election and how it was rigged. And oh my God, oh my God, one, let's all just agree that is factually untrue. In fact, this was one of the most secure elections in our history. But here's the thing we don't even need to say that. Those are facts. They just won't even believe them. It's nuts. It's like delusions. And trust me, I mean, like, you know, from last episode, I have experience with delusions. And dear honeys, Republicans, y'all delusional. Anyway, so I used to respect the executive director at CFNI until, yeah, I realized he was a MAGA. He was one of those. Um, and I lost so much respect for so many church people that um, violently were Republican and violently fought for MAGA and whatever. And I had no clue how anti-love that was. Isn't the whole point of Jesus like the 
sum of the law and the prophets is to love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, I want to call out specifically their treatment of the gay community, the LGBTQIA. How hateful, how hateful it is. I mean, they can't see that there's something wrong there. You know, I get so frustrated what they do to our gay brothers and sisters who they call brothers and sisters in Christ and they treat them like trash. It's and all of that hate is based off of a mistranslation of the word homosexual in scripture. There's this documentary you need to uh, go watch it. It's called 1946 and it's about how the word that they translated homosexual in the um, original translation that they did for, I think it was the ESV. I could be lying. Watch the documentary. I don't know facts on this right now. I just know the concept. Uh, <laughs> the word would actually meant in like that time and that understanding, it was known as a man, like a man, a master slave relationship, but like, a male master and his young boy sex slave. So that was the meaning of the word. And really it had nothing to do with um, them both being men in that sexuality. It was actually had to do with the man using his power to oppress the slave. And it's crazy because the type of fascists that uh, these ultra MAGA Republicans go for are literally like the epitome of this word, like this oppressive person and just using it to destroy the lives of everyone below them. Cause I mean, dear Republican, Donald Trump has no respect for you. The only thing he respects is his bottom line and how much money the corporations are shoveling into his pockets literally I'm not even going to touch on this because you know what today we were talking about the church and you know back to it lost a lot of respect for a lot of people um, in those institutions and the kind of breaking point was um, you know I even when I started like these these my respect for these people and what they might be saying like was crumbling I still was stayed in the church um honestly because I loved being a worship leader and it is something I'm good at like I really love leading people in like worship and praise like it's it's so beautiful um but yeah that's why I stayed uh even though I didn't think I was okay with a lot of things that were going on in the evangelical church but the kicker came when my life group leader, who is a friend of mine, um, he kind of took advantage of a situation with me and then um, completely was like disregarded it and disregarded my feelings. And like we were friends before and he completely like took me out like the trash. I mean, it was not okay. And instantly... It was like my eyes opened um, to the church and the violence of the patriarchy, the violence of the patriarchy that the evangelical church espouses. Like, I mean, literally not only espouses, that they preach, that they proselytize. Um, 
And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be a part of that institution anymore. You know, so I still love Jesus. I still love God, but also I find spiritual expression in yoga and in um, uh, astrology and in these other divine practices that have been around actually a lot longer than Christianity has. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm finding my spiritual place there. And I also run a, uh, I host a little brunch. Um, it used to be called deconstruction brunch cause that was, uh, really what we had wanted to do with it. Kind of deconstruct our evangelical Christian, um, you know, worldviews or whatever. And honestly, a lot of us had a lot of trauma associated with the church, particularly, honestly, I think the most of us were, um, hurt by the patriarchy and the violence of the patriarchy, uh, that was manifested in, um, the, I mean, okay. For example, I applied to like 114, churches across the country. And I was, I had an album of original music that I had released. I had, um, a year at CFNI and almost 15 years experience worship leading, but because I was a single woman, I only had, I think three or four of them even respond to me, maybe eight total, but I think like half of those were just outright rejections. Um, the other a hundred and whatever didn't even, didn't even take the time to reject me. Anyway, you know, I knew when I was in the church, when we hired a youth pastor, we always looked for a couple because honestly you get two pastors for the price of one. Well, I'm not married. So even though, you know, despite my best efforts to try to get married, I also had very, very deep um, daddy issues. And, you know, I didn't actually start going to therapy or start like taking therapy seriously, I guess, until I left the church because I had always felt like, Oh God can heal it. Oh, whatever. And that's what a lot of Christian therapists really talks about. But honestly, what I needed was EMDR and brain spotting and some of these psychological methods that actually deal with trauma because that's what I had. Anyway, thank God I got into that. And as you know, I'm on uh, ketamine therapy now to really help um, reform those neural pathways. And uh, you can listen to my last podcast um, or episode two for a little more information about ketamine if you're interested. I do Mind Bloom. Uh, that's just like a, a big old company that, I mean, you've probably seen ads for them on Instagram. Any users, back to the church. So. I lead this brunch that I called deconstruction brunch and recently, you know, I've kind of felt a shift in myself and other people in the group where, you know, I think we're done with deconstructing, like getting out all our trauma and really like being cathartic about it. Um, and really just like, just getting it out are kind of hurt. Um, from the church and we're kind of shifting into appreciating it for what it was. Um, I personally don't know that I can ever go back to a consistent Sunday service at an evangelical church ever again, but there are some people in our group that do really miss that expression. And I love that. Like if that is how they connect to the divine, yes. Um, but yeah, I think I just, like I said, 
after that experience with that life group leader, it literally, I couldn't unsee it. I couldn't unsee, like I, I keep on calling it, the violence of the patriarchy. And the church, in my opinion, is just proselytized patriarchy. Um, anyway, so, but we're starting, yeah, reconstructing, like figuring out what does work for us. I know for me, What's really helped ground me has been meditation and yoga. Um, And I also love sound baths so much. Um, And I'm very thankful to my teacher. Her name is Sally, Sally Baxter. She's here in Dallas. She just opened up her own studio called Balanced Beings Yoga. Um, Fantastic. Fantastic. I just did a sound bath with um, Angelin. I, I Angel, Angeline. I actually don't know how to say her name. Um, cause I, now I can't remember how she pronounced it. Anyway, uh, her sound bath, phenomenal, phenomenal. The, the vibe was right. Like the room was warm. There was cozy pillows. Wow. And just the look of the studio, high ceilings kind of got that like industrialist, but also like I don't know. She incorporates beautiful touches of nature, like really just well done. I, I'm so freaking proud of Sally um, for opening that up because it's beautiful. It's amazing. You need to go. Anyway, yeah. So that has been something that's really helped me um, as I don't attend a church anymore. I have my brunch every other week. I actually kind of had this dream to like start a, I don't know, like a a secular service because a lot of us do like miss um, like worship time and like communal singing really does, you know, open yourself up like and and help you, you know, see things differently and and clearly and like it's just this beautiful sense of community. So we do kind of miss that expression. And so I do have a dream to start like a secular church that has like a little communal singing and be songs like don't stop believing like songs that you could totally worship to. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me (laughs) like, you know, uh, that'd be so fun. I mean, and honestly, maybe it's just like we do an hour of karaoke and then <laughs> we do. Um, I was thinking like a comedian or something for the second half because I don't want there to be like a pastor or something. I don't want this to be a church. I want this to be a place of community first. And also like, I would love, um, for people to feel connected, uh, let it be like a place where people can meet and, you know, meet other like-minded people and have really great engaging discussions. You know, I thought about putting like, we're not really strangers, that card game, like in the middle of these round tables. And that's where people would sit and they could get to know each other before, like, you know, whatever. Anyway, I don't know if that, if anyone would ever come to that, but if you would, let me know. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really excited for what, you know, this spiritual like pursuit means for me now because, you know, I am untethered um, from 
the church and I've really started to learn, you know, what I value and figure out what that is and then pursue that in its purest form, not adulterated by um, some kind of organization with an agenda. Um, So anyway, (laughs) that's kind of, I guess, what I'll say about that. That was my experience, you know, going from college worship and like youth associate pastor to now, you know, deconstructed and living free from religion um, and realizing that it's a lot healthier space for me to be spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally in a lot of ways. So um, I love that. I love this freedom. Anyway, I hate that I'm like, I don't want to like proselytize my own view though. Truly, truly. Like, don't just listen to me. Like, think, do your own research and really figure out what you do believe. Because, I mean, like I said, in our group, it's not just like atheists and agnostics. I mean, there's some people that do have like a faith expression and there's others that um, are completely like open and whatever and some and a lot that are searching and figuring it out anyway if you want to be part of that brunch I guess I did kind of say this let me know in the comments um because honestly I'd love to have you okay if you're in Dallas that is this has been great love you so much I hope you have I don't know fantastic weekend or week or whenever you're listening to this have just a fantastic one of those okay okay bye Wow.